Let's roll. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's February 6, 2024. How you doing? It's about GD time. Show. How you doing, GC? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream every day. Good, good. You look like you're wobbling. I'm still rolling. You're still rolling. I am. Why are you wobbling? Uh, well, because like I've told you before, before we screw this up. Uh, <coughs> take that, two. Take two. <laughs> I, got a, I got a wife and a bunch of kids and a bunch of grandkids. Mm. So that's why I'm wobbling. Yeah. How you doing? I'm living the dream, man. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I am feeling good. Like uh, you look good. Hey, well, this is why I look good today. Today, yes. we have the guest that we were My talking man. about last week. We talked about him. Yes, we, we said did. We had a great artist, a local artist, mm. coming into our studio a legend. to talk to us about local art. And this guy has done it all. Seriously. He yes. has done theater. He's been a bar, actually been a bartender, surfer, theater, film. Video, directing, Director. acting. Yes. Did I already say that? Musician, Musician, bass player. I now a painter. I can't even talk about how many things this guy's done. Right. I've known him for 27 years. 27. Well, I'm yes. tired just he, thinking about it. I know. It's and so <laughs> without further ado, yes. I've got to say, come on. Let's give it up for our good friend, John or Johan Sebastian <laughs> the Rushton. Yeah. yeah! All right. Yeah. Yeah. What an intro! I love that. Fuck just... yeah! That's it. There <laughs> that here great. he is. Yes, man. Do a second take on that. that was so, it, so it actually was take two. Everybody, sorry yes. about that. We were rolling for a little bit. Realized I hadn't hit record, but I have to say, I feel like that was tighter. <laughs> we were, we needed to warm up. It was a really nice warm up. Session. I feel like that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Uh, We've got mics and everything now. Unfortunately, John's got to leave in five minutes. Now, <laughs> know, but right? It was okay. great, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Let's just get into it. Let's get into Cause, it. Because we have been wanting to have you on for a long time. That's so nice. And I'm the first guest. Is that correct? Yes. You are the first. So cool. You are the Thanks first. Thanks so much. Yes. I'm honored. You have broken my cherry. Because I, obviously, I mean, I screwed up. That's the first time I've screwed up like that. Now we're doing a take two. I'm sweating a little bit now. <laughs> you know when you like get real nervous? Did John, did John, I think you should be sweating at this point. Do I, I, all of a sudden, I felt like a drop from my armpit. It just hit my torso. Do you ever have that? I didn't even know I was nervous, and I just felt a drop. Wow. Does does this John is, make you nervous? Well, screwing up like that makes me nervous. Does it? Yeah, I don't like that. I, I mean, like John is probably one of the most laid-back people I'm, I met. I don't yeah, know why. I try you, to be. He's yeah. super chill in front of you. I know it. It's until oh, later. Like, yeah, like oh, wait until my reputation is really gone. Like, oh, escalating yeah. quickly though. Yeah, then, I mean, we're right. just going right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I would get him coffee. He ends up getting his own coffee. I he didn't trust it. me to get it. Now I understand why. And then you got our guy peanuts, and he doesn't eat peanuts. I know. Don't I got eat him peanuts. I didn't know it ain't. Peanuts. I like peanuts though. I got him roasted cashews. <laughs> yeah. That was very nice. Thank you for and, that. Uh, yeah. And then turns out I needed to get a steak. Well, it's hard. So, yeah, it's hard to ask for somebody to bring oh, yeah, out a yeah. bowl of meat for you. You know, yeah, it's like, well, it wasn't it a bowl like, of meat. <laughs> yeah, a bowl of raw meat, please. please. Yeah. <laughs> steak tartare, whatever. Oh yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for having. I got me some. Me. I got some yes. ground hammer. I actually like cashews very much. Oh, do you? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, I just thought you like. I don't eat that shit. No. <clears throat> all right. Well, I got a question for you. Okay. Let's go ahead and start this oh, thing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Like, yeah. That's all right. 
We've already done this once, so this yeah, is really well. Yeah, let's try it again. Let's do it. It's again. only the first few minutes. We're, yeah. right, we're done. We're good. So, John, as we already said, you're an actor, director, singer, musician, done theater, film, the voice of the Thunderbirds hockey team at one time. Right. Now a painter. You surfed. You lived in Virginia Beach. You lived in Huntington Beach, right? Out California. In LA. You've lived California. in New York. You've been everywhere. You've even been to Cannes Film Festival. I have. That's fantastic. Place. We'll get to that later, I hope. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Bit. Yeah. Twenty dollars for a cup of coffee. It's a great so, place. What? Uh, I got yeah, right. <laughs> it's very expensive. Um, yeah, we'll talk about I would love to, sure. Scan is that was a highlight. So how I will ask you again, how do you bring energy to all these different things that you have done in your life? Because you've done so many different things and you're always hitting them like a boxer at full strength. Yeah, I have ooh, that's a good analogy because I do work out boxing workout. A lot. So, yeah. yeah, I, well, you know, I think it's, uh, it goes back to my just feeling that time's going to run out and not going to do all the stuff that I want to do. And I don't know if it's a, a fear or anything. I think it's more just a feeling that, you know, I want to do more. I mean, I want to write a, more books. I want to do more shows. I want to paint more paintings. I just, you know, I wake up every day with that feeling. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean I go out and write a book every day. I'm not saying that. But it is just that general feeling of wanting to create every day. I, I really am very thankful that I have that. Um, you know, it doesn't always bring you a lot of money or anything like that or make you a rich guy. Or It's, it's more about that feeling that uh, you're never really wasting time. But the other side of that is you really never feel like you have enough time. So I think that kind of, especially as you get older, you get kind of that race against time kind of thing yeah you know and taking care of your body is real important i think we touched on that earlier when we were doing the trial run um <laughs> well then why bring it up now skip it <laughs> why, why does the audience need to why hear I, I, know, I know the i know i just you know everybody has a trial run i mean yeah. even the bobsled teams do that so we're, we're, we're it's olympic year we should actually do that. it's good that we start over anyway because your mic was so low half the time well, and then i finally bumped up your level I, okay. I, I couldn't tell that, you know. Uh, so, so hey, so look, you're going to be heard now. Oh, so, oh good. That's the, a, that's the whole point. Let's have a guest, guest and we can actually hear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's always a good thing. I know. I now, like you guys part. work together. We did. That's how, that's how you, so GC and John actually know each other. They did West Side Story. West Side Story, that's Make right. Cake. Gary was really good uh, actor in that show. One of the Jets. Yes. One of the, one of the great Jets. A lot of energy. Uh, and, did you yeah. learn anything from him? I did. What'd you learn? Well, let me say this again. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're going to say that every time, I'm just going to skip down I'm to the not, bottom. This, the, I'm not going to take the abuse. <laughs> I'm not going to take the abuse. I, I, you so know what? Here's the thing. Already. This is this is this is the table that I provide. This is the roof that I provide. I'm going to talk like a father right now. <laughs> when you're yeah. under my roof, you better, yeah. You when you're better, under yeah. my roof, yeah. All right. Okay. So anyway, did you did, what did, it, did you learn anything from John? I learned a lot from John, and one of the things I take with me and I still apply to my acting is that John told me once you learn the script get rid of it and um, and I never forgot that because he, he was right because you would make the character your own it's, it's, <clears throat> you know it's just words on the paper until you put something into it I mean right. and so with John he just wasn't speaking to me I think he was speaking to us as a whole a group and he said, get rid of it. I never pick it up again. And I never have, and I never will. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad it I think it's important because I think, you know, you have you have to have that transference of 
creative energy. That guy or, or lady wrote that piece of material. Right. And with an intention of all these people doing it, hopefully thousands of people, I guess. Sure. You know, if I wrote West Side Story, I want thousands of people to do it. And then, you know, you take that and you're going to be completely different. If I do your part, it's going to be different than you doing your part. It's just, that's just the way it happens. I mean, it's going to happen that way. So you take it and make it your own. And uh, I think in life, that's kind of a cool, you know, rule. Right. It's just like, I'm me, you know, and hopefully you'll like me for who I am. But this is it. I mean, you know, this is who I am. And and same thing. You take that up on stage. I want to see Gary doing his thing mm-hmm. with that material. Not, I don't want to see that material. Well, I mean, I want to hear the words and songs and sure. things like that. But I want to see your interpretation of that. That's what people are paying for. And, and, and exactly. And that's how I felt when he, you know, told me. Because initially I wasn't, I don't think I was anything. And he moved me to a jet you know, I don't think I was just filling in for someone. And he said, "Now nah, I'm going to make you, he pulled me to the side, I'm going to make you a, a jet. I'm like, wow. So you have three lines now. Hey, that's featured yeah. extra. Huh? That's a featured extra. Yeah. That's right, man. Oh, I was, you know, and I was glad to get it. Well, you were in a lot of stuff, though. You were dancing your butt off the whole time. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he does, not, he does not like to dance. I do not like to dance, but I did it for John. Because John inspired me. He made me feel I could do it. You know, and, and I'm it. not, now, I am not a stage dancer. I'm not going to do jazz hands. Now, I will wear your ass out in the nightclub, you know, well, that, grabbing a girl, does, you know, doing that. That usually does but, translate very well to musical theater. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You think so? No. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I don't. I don't yeah. Well, sound of music, maybe Annie, but yeah. <laughs> it's a hard knock life, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah bitches. Yeah. Isn't isn't there actually a rap song but with I, that in it? It's <laughs> a hard knock that, That's Jay Z. Yeah, there you go. Jay-Z. So there you go. So it translates. But you know, oh, that's that, right. They do have that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that kind of dancing, yes. But gloves, jazz hands, tap dancing. What about Michael Jackson's glove? Ooh. The one glove. Yeah, you're gonna call that a jazz hand? Yeah, it is. I did. When he did it, his had glitter on his though. But I, you know, right. the point I'm making is that John, I didn't feel like an idiot dancing on stage, you know, because we were out there for quite a while. I mean, we did a lot of numbers and, yeah, you know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, it, it was a good time. And it was because John made it that way. It could have been really shitty if you had the wrong person. But it I wasn't. Appreciate that. Yeah. Was I good? mean, that's one of those shows, that one. And I think Brigadoon comes to mind because. The guys that aren't Scottish background and don't realize that what kilts are just have a really hard time, mm-hmm. you know, dancing around on stage in kilts and stuff. But you know, once you get into that, that feeling that they they belong to that heritage, you know, on stage, it really takes off. And I'm, sure. what's that story is like that? Yeah, one of my favorites. It's a beautiful show. Yeah, and the stage, the way you guys set the staging up, it was amazing. I mean, I loved it. I mean, Especially for that small space. Yes. I mean, we didn't have a lot of space. Right. You talking about West Side Story? Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I saw it. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was a very tight space. It's like a black box. It was. You got punched in the face, didn't you, or something? That's what, that's what JC that said, but I don't, I don't remember him punching me. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have been, been, been on too much Valium at that moment or something. I don't know. Maybe I had to drug myself. Maybe a few drinks. I don't know. Sure. Why? Because I was in it? I enjoy oh. watching you. I enjoy watching you be uncomfortable on stage and and dance. So, yeah. and playing playing part of a white white gang. 
I think Tao, Tao Wen was helping us with choreography. He, he did a great yeah. job on that. Man. He did an amazing job. One of his that. first things he did a choreography for, I think, around here. Really? I mean, around here. I mean, he was young, just still in school, but he did a great job. With he that. did. He did an amazing yeah. job. It was, yeah. Tao's but a great he's guy. amazing. He, he does. I think he's got his own uh, channel now where he teaches uh, singing and does all this different stuff man he does like wigs makeup singing choreography so now i'm just waiting for him to bust out directing he's oh he already did direct he did direct yeah he directed rent recently he did right yeah Yeah. well is he trying to be like john everyone everyone tries to be like john the focus on try yeah try try hey so anyway so i got a question for you do you think all these so you've done all these different art forms you know and how do you feel like, do you feel like they converge into one another? Like film, video, theater, like, do you find inspiration from the same spot for each one of these? Or is there always a different part of you that has to wake up for the different media? Yeah, I mean, you know, not everybody can do everything, of course. I mean, that would that's a lot to ask. I think I'm a little unusual in that, and just that I do a little bit of everything. But, um, yeah, art. You know, the old saying, art imitates life. I think that's real true. I mean, I think really good artists, and when I say good, people that really connect well to what they're doing, um, no matter what the art form is, you just pour. I mean, the word for me has always been passion. You know, if, you, if you've if you got passion for what you're doing, um, it will it will translate into what you're doing. If you're, if you're a passionate actor, people will get it. If you're a passionate painter, people will get it. And like I may have said before, you just kind of got to go for it. And then they all connect. Now, as you get older, I'm a little older than you guys, you'll realize that all of it connects. Okay, there's very, it's right now, I started out as a painter and now I'm a painter. So I started out all those years ago as a kid and now I'm doing it. And in between, all those things that happen to me go on the canvas. I mean, they just do. I don't always sit there and think, oh, gee, that was when I was doing No, I don't, it's not like that. It's just that everything that happens in your life goes into what you're doing. When I'm on stage now singing rock and roll or whatever and playing bass or whatever I'm doing, it's just like I'm having so much fun mainly because I've lived all this other stuff and I can really appreciate what I'm doing now. If I'm 20 doing that, I'm just thinking about, can I make a living doing this? Can I do this forever? You know, can I write my own songs? Can I put on an album? Whatever. You know, you're thinking when you're young. As you get older, you just I'm just having so much damn fun doing that, you know, and and I think all of that, and when I write something, I'm, you know, I'm working on a novel right now. When you write a, a book, all of that stuff goes in there too. You know, the art, the football, the surfing, the whatever, everything goes into what you're doing. And it's, you know, it's, it's joyful to do that. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's a pleasure to do that. It's hard, don't get me wrong. It's hard work. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but I think as you get older, you, you appreciate everything a little bit more. But yes, they all connect. Well, so you appreciate it more, but you also said the other day in the in, in the uh, pre-interview and and earlier before I hit record um, that <laughs> I know I was going to get busted. Somebody was going to bust my balls on that. So no I just go ahead. And, I got ahead balls. of it. I got ahead no of one. it. Um, right. <laughs> you said that because uh, you're saying how they all you know you, you've learned to get the joy from them all, and uh, but. You also said that one of the best things you've learned is to not give a shit anymore about what people think about you. Yeah. And do you find that gives you an edge in your work? 
Absolutely. I mean, again, it's it's a weird way to say it because you certainly care what people think, you know, when you're a performer. But not really. I mean, it gives you that edge of, hey, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And I don't mean ecstatically happy every time you walk out the door, but I'm saying I think, you know, when you're when you're doing something passionately, um, you're putting it out there. And then, yeah, you walk into an audition now. I walk into an audition now. It's like I'm going to do my thing. If you like it, great. If you don't, I don't care. It's not like, you know, I'm going to go. First off, I'm not going to starve if you don't give it to me probably. And I'm not, when you're young, you walk into an audition, you don't get it. You're just devastated. I remember that feeling. You know, you're just like, why, where, did I not wear the right thing? Did I not practice enough? Did I not, you know, what is it? Do I, should I lose some weight? All that crap goes through your head, especially when you're in L.A. You walk into an audition, you know, SAG audition or equity audition in L.A., like 500 people sitting there look just like you. And, you know, you look around the room, you go, I saw that guy on, you know, Law and Order the other mm-hmm. night, you know, I've seen that guy in a movie. Whatever, you know, you just you can see easily... like do you get like all freaked out? Oh, God, you see yeah. when you see uh Stanley Tucci across from you back then, and you're like, Oh, <laughs> I saw that fucking guy on that B movie. I'm not gonna get this shit. Stan Tucci. I mean, when I first went to LA, I would have just like passed out of us like now I'd go up, I'd be like, Stanley, what's up? You know, I mean whatever, you know. You want to go to the audition? No, let's go and get a drink. I don't you know, hell with this. Um that kind of thing. And, you know, painting, art is very hard. Art is hard because you do it. And then how big is it? How much do you charge for it? You know, where do you get it? What gallery? You know, who's going to take I don't care. You know, you have to just kind of paint. And you step back and go, I'm good with that. And then if somebody buys it, great. You know, and it's going to cost this price. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Now, that's hard to do on one hand. But on the other hand, it's really the only way anything good happens. Yeah. Well, you know, I did read, you know, uh, recently. Well, no, actually, so to learn how to do interviews because this is our first. So Yeah, virgin. but is, is, is it really an interview, though? Well, it, yeah. Because well, we yes, know John. I mean, we know John, but we're you still know, asking him questions I mean, that I, I don't know the answer to all these questions. Well, I, don't, I mean, you know, know. We, don't, like, we don't talk every day. And they, he'll he'll they, bring that up all the time that I don't call him enough. Yeah, right? you don't. You don't you call don't. anyone. Well, you know why? <laughs> you don't call. You don't call me. You know why? I got a. I did. I you with oh, the whole pandemic and didn't. Call I did. Him. I <laughs> did actually. And and here's the thing about that story. I I texted him several times. You and uh, I was hoping to talk to you, but I wasn't going to be that guy. So I was trying to text him. I'd have to wait and wait and wait and be like the next day he'd reply. I'm like, you ain't got shit to do. It's a pandemic. I took, I took the hand. Oh, you talking about here me? We are. Yeah, then here not we are. Not talking about me. Uh, no, I'm not talking you, about him. Uh, I, I think I talked. So you, to, I think I talked to you during the pandemic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked a lot. Sure actually, we had some late nights. I just, I just don't stay up as late as I used to. My job has gotten busier than ever, and then That's I'm getting a good up thing. earlier than I've ever gotten up. And then right. now I have a podcast edit. So right. I mean, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I just don't. Yeah. I don't have. I have more of the spoon theory. You've ever heard of the spoon theory? Where everybody starts out with a certain number of spoons in a day to get projects done. And some people start with more spoons than other people. Well, John's got like 25 spoons. I have like three. So, you know, I got got three things I can get done in the day well. After that, my brain's fried. My body is hurting. I need to figure out. I have, you know, and I think I've, you know, I'm going to bring back, because I realize I need to be more like you two. Oh, and I'm going to bring back cocaine because I'm tired of feeling like this. So I'm just letting you know, Winston-Salem, 
All you people who have a good hookup for some cocaine. Thanks very much, folks. Thanks for saying. I will take some cocaine. None of that fentanyl laced uh, bullshit. I want the I want the clean cut from Columbia. Well, let's go back to the spoons. This is okay. more like the spoons so every minute. It, it is so I just crap. don't. I just that's what I'm here for. I'm here for those right. awkward comments. Right. That was awkward. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. Good. I don't use spoons. I eat with my hands. I'm poor. What? That is the start with two. I eat with my hands. That, yeah, well, those are two big ass spoons just <laughs> slopping it up. Gee, that's what going so well there for a while too. It was well. It, I feel like I feel like it's still going well. I'm sorry that you guys don't. I'll no, try no, and bring no, it back. I mean, I'll try and bring it back. What's we'll going on? Well, no. Let's yeah. talk about some Winston Sam because John, oh, you, you got to do it. like yeah, <laughs> John, now we're doing coke. You know, two days later. So anyway, here's what I think about art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What did you think you were getting? Obviously, right. you didn't listen to the show before yeah, you came well, on. Sorry. If you had, if you had tuned in, if you had any you would, expectations, if you yeah, if you thought this was going to be like Joe Rogan experience, I'm sorry. I don't do roids. I don't have the HGH in my, and I don't have all the experience. That guy's been around forever. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Bat, you were taking, a, you took a course on how to do an interview. Uh yeah, no, yeah, I did or something. So, so yeah, I was listening to. Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say about that though. Yeah. I but I prepared for the interview. Did it start with push record, or <laughs> did you pass that one well, and go see, right see, to pass? See, I'm glad you brought two. that up because see, in in in, uh, in professional interviews, they usually have a sound guy. They, right, exactly. Uh, in this one, I'm the interviewer, the director, the sound guy, the light guy, the, the light lighting guy, guy yeah. the camera guy. It's, it's your the grip, and so the grip, and so the grip. Doing a great and apparently, job I didn't grip hard enough. You did. It's fantastic. So. <laughs> We sound good, right? So, we do. I yeah. think we sound good. Yeah, I think we sound fantastic. Um, so you, when did you get to Wednesday? So I know you started in Virginia Beach. Uh, yeah, Portsmouth. Virginia Portsmouth. Beach Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. You grew yep. up like Mark Ruffalo surfing. That's I think right. Ruffalo's from the same spot. Yep. Yeah. Um, Is it really? Yeah, I, I didn't know so. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and a surfer too. So did you know Mark? Did not know him then. No, and do he's you, not as good a surfer as I was. So do you know him now? No. Oh. Gotcha. Well, I thought you were talking about them. No, I don't. Well, I, I would know. like to I know him. I think we'd get along really well. But when did you hit Winston-Salem first? What year was it? I actually came here to do um, a um, dinner theater production of Oklahoma in 83, I think it was. 83, wow. man. Yes. That was the year I moved down here. I know. I never heard of, well, that's not true. I'd heard of Winston-Salem. Never really been here before. And the director of that show was from here. And um, I was doing a Camelot on the coast uh, dinner theater there and she was like i'm going to do you know oklahoma i'd love you to come and audition for curly winston-salem north carolina i was like you know of course oh that's where wake forest is right you know or, right and i think brian the brian song was real popular and i saw you know oh, kind of a little bit but i actually hadn't been here and so i came and loved it yeah just man. really loved it here. really yeah Wow. And it was it was tobacco town back then. Yeah, you could smell oh. the sweet tobacco. It was great. I mean, not just the tobacco, but it was a really cool place. Everybody was, yeah, Reynolds was going great, mm-hmm. and they were supporting arts, and arts were fantastic everywhere you went. The really? Arts, 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 arts. Arts in the school was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was a really cool time. Dang, man. So that was, that was a long time ago. You know, actually, and this is a I true story. So I, what I don't remember what year it was I'm, but we once talked about it. I might have seen you when I was a kid in Boy Scouts, but I can't remember what year. But 
I went down to the coast to watch The Outer Banks, The Lost Colony, which is one oh, of the coolest shows when you're a kid. It is a cool show. I don't think it'd be cool. I always wanted to be in that show. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, I want to be in that show. And one, I want to play an Indian. You can't say Indian now, but they were Indians in the show, okay? So the, I wanted to play an Indian. But now I would like to play one of the indigenous people that runs through the show. And it was scary, man. They would come at you like out of nowhere. They're running full oh, yeah. speed tomahawks. Really? Take, taking down the colonists, man. It's, I mean, it's some violent oh, shit. Yeah, they've man. unfortunately scaled it back. It used to be about 150 oh, people on the show. Oh, really? my God, Small man. Amount, it was yeah. one of the coolest damn things as a kid. This might have been one of the first times that I knew that I wanted to be on stage as an actor. I always wanted to be a singer before that, but this was the first time. Yeah. It turns out, Mr. Johan Sebastian Bach Rushton <laughs> was Sir Walter Raleigh in the show. I was a Simon Fernando, though. Oh, Simon yeah, Fernando. Right. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, right. I was the bad guy, which was great because I got to wear this black stuff. But what you don't realize is they, they're really into authenticity there, which is fantastic. So you're it's 96 degrees. Oh, yeah. Outside. Oh. And you're wearing velvet backed with muslin, these, you know, cape. I had this long cape. Dragged. God, what I was the smell like after oh like five days? Thigh high boots, leather boots. Thigh high no, boots. I looked awesome. But yeah, you would just like, you lose like 10 pounds a show. Yeah. And I came out from the side. You remember the side entrances yes. too? So there's about yes. half the audience in front of me. I had this big blunder bust. That was real. I mean, it didn't shoot a bullet out of it, right. but we really put black powder in it. They loaded it and everything for me. Nice. Night. And man, that thing went off. It sounded like a shotgun. And, you know, half the, the audience had a heart attack. Or Dude, this was one loud. of them was me. One, one of them was a 10 year old kid who <laughs> yeah. pissed his pants. I always wondered. I was like, God, they should have warned them. Dude, in they, some and way. They, have the, they have the boat in the harbor, right? So yeah. you're watching it on the coast. And the boat is in the harbor. And when the boat is leaving for the colonists to go, they move the boat out yeah. of the harbor. So you see the boat leaving. It is one of it's cool. the coolest yeah. shows I've ever seen. I'm sad yeah. that they scaled it back because I feel like with less actors, and I'm sure they just got tired of paying people. Right. They, they couldn't keep up with inflation. But, man, yep. that was one of the coolest experiences. And to think when I met you years later, I'm like, dude, I saw that show. Probably there in the audience. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. probably there in the audience when you were playing it, man. And yeah. uh, isn't that funny how things work out like that? I There's know. a lot of synchronicities. It's, it's, the like world that, is right? very small, and when you're in the acting, any kind of you know uh, drama or any any acting or painting or any of the arts world, you'd be surprised how small it is. You run into people. Oh yeah, man! I run into Stanley Tucci all the time. Yeah, you, I know it's, you do. It's fucking. I mean, you literally run into him. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, you don't talk put, to him. You I'm just like, run into him, dude, which is weird. I was wondering why you Put a hat on, Stanley. You're blinding me. <laughs> I couldn't see you coming. I just got, you know, my eyes went. He's bald. <laughs> Isn't he's bald, Stanley Jason. doing uh, cooking shows now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like traveling. He he's Italian, awesome. yeah. He's, he's, right. he's awesome. Yeah, I thought he was a great actor. He's he's always been one of my favorite actors. I'm Has not, it really? I'm not, oh, yeah, he's great. He's very Stanley? versatile. Yeah, because he's very versatile. No, he plays he's plays slimy. Uh what is that oh, dance movie awesome. that he did with Richard Gere where he had like the they put the teeth in? It was like Jennifer Lopez, Richard Gere, dance with me or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He was I, in that. I mean, he's been in so many things, man. I thought he was great. He's in a, Pelican Brief. 
Yeah, he's uh, evil and he's great. Yeah, evil. I mean, and then what was he in uh, that movie with Tom Hanks where he plays the guy stuck in the airport and he's the airport security guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Devil Wears Prada, he's fantastic. Devil yeah. Wears Prada, then he, yeah, all of a sudden, then he's like uh, a protagonist or at least, you know, good yeah. guy. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah, I met his wife great. doing that. I mean, I met his wife on that set. Well, you know, it's just almost like, uh, what's your guy named? Richard Jenkins? Mm hmm. The tall, bald guy, isn't that his name? Which one? Yeah, it's a six feet under dude. Yeah, yeah. the six feet oh, under guy. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him everywhere. I know. And he's great. I mean. Character actor. Yeah. He's, that's what he is. He's one of the best. I think I'd always, I would rather be, you know, I always got cast for a while as the romantic lead. And I thought that was great. I did. For a while there, I had a string of romantic leads. I was like, man, this is just going so well. This is so fun. I'm getting to play all the best roles. But, man, you miss out when you don't get to play the character actor. Like, that's really yeah. some of the funnest. What? Yeah, you no, do. I'm serious, I mean, man. Come and on. the character actors are going, God, if I could just be the That's man, what I'm talking I mean, about. Well, I know. Yeah. That's, the way, that's the way life is, right? I could just be that guy. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no. isn't it? But, but I mean... Let's, you've been the romantic lead how many times in your life, man? Uh, it, you got to admit, like, yeah, it's great because you get the best songs. You probably get the biggest applause at the end as long as you don't bomb the role. Um, (laughs) But some of the parts, you like, you don't always get the funniest lines. You don't always get to really play anything different. You're just trying to emote. Like, usually it's the straight guy. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like Dean and uh, Martin and um, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, right? Well, classic examples is uh, Guys and Dolls because the leads are really kind of not boring, but I mean, they got got some nice songs. He had some nice songs and stuff, and Sky Masterson, I played that part before. It's a cool part, but, you know, Nathan is, you know, way better part to play. Yeah. And so is Adelaide. I mean, you know, they're the... Which wasn't Frank, like, mad about not being Sky? I think He was, yeah, yeah, but he just, he was so much better. I mean, it was weird to see Brando in a musical, but he actually did a great, I thought he did a great Uh, job, you know. uh, Oh, how does it, what's that song? I never... And love love before. <laughs> oh, come on, Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando played yeah. the lead in the movie, and uh, Frank Sinatra played. Oh, uh, what, what he considered the lesser part, but yeah. yeah, but it was the better part. Better part by yeah. far. It is a better part. There are certain sometimes where the lead is not the lead. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't grow up watching that. I grew up watching Superfly. Well, see the first. So the first. Well, you, like, the first you weren't allowed to watch anything else but Superfly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that and you Shaft. Know, Shaft. Shaft. Yeah. I watched Shaft and Superfly. Okay, you got two choices. Bad yeah. mother. Shut your... Yeah. Um, I'm just talking about Shaft. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can dig it. Yeah. When I, so the first show I was in was Anything Goes. Well, it was the second show I was in. I was in Cinderella, but I just was a dancer. You were in like Cinderella? I was in Cinderella. But were I you, okay, anymore. were you the romantic lead in Cinderella? Oh, God, no. No, I was a freshman oh. in high school. Oh, I was okay. tame, man. I didn't know anybody, but I did. So I got to play Moonface Martin. Moonface, you played great. that role. Right? I played that role at the Little Theater. Loved so it. That role is way better than the lead. I cannot remember Billy, 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 something. I can't remember his last name. But, but Billy, Moonface, yeah. if you play it right, you only sing one song. It's a trash song. It's not even good. Doesn't fantastic. Yeah, you be with the like one, the blue boy with, with every one liner that you come out with. <laughs> the audience is pissing themselves. I come out like I didn't even know what I was doing, man. Literally because I didn't know what I was doing is why I did a good job. Right. Because Moonface Martin never knows that he said something funny. 
Well, I didn't I, either because I didn't read the whole script. They told me to memorize my lines. I did. I didn't memorize anybody else's and lines. And so you didn't put but anything they into kept the it. Dude, I didn't even read the scenes. I just highlighted my lines and I would just go off the cue. So if somebody would miss their cue, we're lost, man. You, you're screwed. Oh, uh, we're screwed. <laughs> this is the this is the acting, what not to do in acting. But because I didn't know what I was saying, I come out. And all of a sudden, the audience jumps out of their seat. That's when I got hooked because I was like, yeah. holy crap, they liked me. Now, here's the problem. They liked me for all the wrong reasons. Like, they liked, I did a great job. I'm going to admit, I did a great job only because I was funny. But funny's good. But the technique yeah, was, the way I got there, yeah, dude, but, like but the they don't know that. That's part yeah, of my, the audience that's part of, yeah, that's right. The that's problem is, is I didn't figure out that that was the wrong way to do it until, like, the pandemic when I had a lot of time to reflect. <laughs> what? Which was, Man. 20, was years 20 years later. <laughs> I had one of the best moments. I've had some, you know, just great moments on stage. But one of the ones, one of my, that I always remember was doing that part at the little theater. And you know the part where they're in jail. So in the jail cell, Billy's in there with me. And then the girl comes in, talks to Billy. And then she leaves the jail cell, closes the door. And goes off, and then there's a little scene between Billy and Moonface, you know. So she goes, the girl goes out, closes the door, and it, you know, it was wooden, and it hits, but it opens back up. The audience is seeing all this, right? And (laughs) then Billy has this line, and Moonface's next line is, but how are we going to get out of here? You know, so I go over. And say my line as I'm closing the door on oh, on our own Joe cell. But how are we going to get out of here? And I pull it closed. The audience went insane. I mean, they laughed for like two <laughs> yeah, minutes. Man. I mean, I could, and, and, and I'm up there and I just look at the audience. I look back, you know, look at the audience, look back. It was that long, you know. <laughs> and it just happened to be the night. There used to be a guy named Jim Scherzer who was the theater critic in Winston-Salem. And everybody called him the Prince of Darkness. He was, he oh. was, it was like he was like a New York theater critic. I mean, if he, he didn't like you, he just told you. You know, Gary sucked in this role, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. You know, so people would wait. We used to go down Friday night. They We used to have a late paper here. It was the Winston-Salem Journal. Journal the Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah. So the, I think the Sentinel was a late yeah. one. Yes, the late one. So yeah. we'd wait till that came out, and, you know, his review would be in there, just like New York. Like Friday night, all the little theater people would go downtown and try to get the thing, you know. And Jim Scherzer gave me the best review. And mainly it was because of that stupid little thing but it was just a matter of timing if i would have closed it first and then said the line but i mean if i wouldn't have closed it first and then said the line but i closed it but how are we going to get out of here and that you know it's just one of those things that's, that's that one happen. of those like rare moments and then of course you're like maybe we should do that every night but you don't <laughs> you right. can't you, know, have, yeah. you can't ever do it again i mean right. it never works the second time it just not it the really way it doesn't does it, it? Doesn't, no you, know? you can you you can have a great spontaneous moment you try and recreate it it's almost it, it has sucks. to come out of that spontaneity. And it's worse. It's, it's terrible. If somebody tells you that you know. Oh God, you were so good when you did because I was doing a little theater show called Tea and Symphony, and I I had to play this part, and I just got this bad news, and I just sunk down on this like sofa. Went through, did the show. The stage manager came over. The way you sunk down tonight, oh. was so good. You just took the right amount of time. It was a little slower than it was before. I thought about that every night. And then it just sucked from that point on. Every yeah. night I looked like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why don't you just sit down? Sit right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think the same thing happened in uh, uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. They were like, I love how, you know, you're just the right amount of drunk. You know, you really, you're growing every night. I see you really taking Raw. By the last day, man, I would <laughs> take like, there's a moment where Brick is by himself and I walk over to the, like, 
get a drink or something. There's a record player, and I put on a record. And for some damn reason, I decided, I'm so drunk, I got to lay down on the record player. <laughs> So, so I got up. I'm thinking I'm having my Brando moment, man. Like, wow, man, this guy, he, this he's, he's into it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were like, David, you went way too far. Just like, don't do way that too ever again. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell me I'm great. And and then uh, and then yeah, it, it was it was a, probably a bad choice. But in the moment, it felt right because I'd been oh, yeah. drinking so much tea. Which well, isn't alcohol, but you know you're drinking tea to to make it look. But like it, alcohol. It, isn't that what acting's about anyway? Yeah, yeah I mean, but it, being I mean, in a moment and being it is, present on stage. You are supposed to go by what the director sets. Ah, fuck you it. Know? <laughs> you know, well, wait, wait until you hear Broadway and you just say fuck it. Yeah, yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah. oh, fire, said fire. yeah. <laughs> Gary hasn't worked in five years. He, <laughs> he had such promise, yeah. such promise. What happened he just to him? Told well, the he, he said fuck it. I do what I want. Yeah. No, I mean, there's never a right or wrong. By the way, when you do something, it's just yeah. better. Is it a bad, better? But choice do you, do, you, do you think? Do you think that's actually? I'm giving you a real question here. Do you mm. really? We always say that there are no wrong choices. Yeah, I think there's to a degree, right? But there are some absolute wrong choices. Well, like if I decide to just take yeah. my clothes off. All of a yeah. sudden, I mean, yeah. and and like, take a gun out and shoot someone. Yeah. You're supposed to. I, I mean, that's, we always yeah, said that's that. not so there, good. Right? There's a but. parameter on which you're set. So, so what do you think that parameter is? Like, there are no wrong choices within what? Well, within what you're what you're supposed to do. You know, if like you said, you were supposed to put on a record, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. that's the direction. You know, Brick goes over, puts the record on, sits in the chair, or whatever, and you decide that moment. You know, I don't know. I think Brick tonight would just lay on the record you know <laughs> it could have been you know my, my acting teacher nina Foch, up out in la wonderful person you know in all kinds of movies all through the 50s and 60s um she was i mean she was tough but she always said make the brave choice that was her rule it's not necessarily the good choice it was make the brave choice and what's and that was a brave choice what you did because you thought you know i don't know i just feel like brick would do this now, the director may come out and say, never do that again. It might not have worked, but it's still brave to to go with it in that moment. Now, you can't take if you take the record out and throw it against the wall or throw it at one of the other characters or something, that's wrong because you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going I just to wanted the, to clarify that yeah. for the listeners because oh. sometimes people are like, no wrong choices. Come yeah, on, of course no. there are but, wrong choices. But you're, to me, the genius of the whole thing, if you're working in the parameters of the script, yeah. You know, the directions, and you use your ability, your ability to navigate that and give yourself, you know, you're, you're into it and you're giving the audience what they they want. That's the genius of acting to me. Yeah. Because if you felt like taking that record, if you were in the mood at that time and you're really feeling this guy, uh, the character you're playing, I mean, and if you want to take the the not throw it in the audience, but you're working in within the script. Within the script, yeah. That to me is the genius of acting. If you could do that, I don't. How I don't you know, feel I've that never, night? I've never had a genius acting moment. Like I, I don't. I, I mean, I've had th I've had things that I'm more proud of than others, but I don't. I don't know if it's if it's some sort of insecurity thing because you've always built me up. Whenever we work together, even when I was fucking up, like you were you were my so. first acting oh. coach. I hope so. It's one of my favorite things to do is make people believe in themselves. Well, really I mean, is. that was the thing. Did, that's, the th that's the thing, though. You you are kind to everybody, so then there's like, 
Is he just saying that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, I, you know I won't. You've worked with that, You know I won't let yeah, you do something. Now, yeah, now, but yeah. I, but I don't feel like I'm ever. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I don't. It's not insecurity. Maybe it's just an actor thing where mm. you never feel like you're quite good enough. There. I, maybe if I ever think that I'm, because I'm not. I mean, look, there are some people that like me. They want to see me on stage, and other people are like, oh fucking David Joy but, again. Are you serious? But here's the thing. I'm sure that John taught you that he taught me when when I work with him. You know, when I walk in, I feel like I own the room. Oh, I've never. I don't feel. Like I that. feel because John good. told me that. John told me I, when I walk in, if after I get the part, after the auditions, they want, and you know what this is, David. It's if they pick you for this part, I mean, they saw something in you. So I remember what John told me. Besides the other jewels he gave me, act like you're on the room. So when I walk in, it's my stage. What's that? I can do that, but that if I do, you can that, do that. I have yeah, done, you've it, done but, that. Yeah, but that's, I know you have. But most of the time, I'm a wallflower. Like if I'm walking in, like I'm on in the room, that's because I'm playing a part. I, I mean, I'm literally like if, okay. it's, if it's an audition, I'm playing a part. Yeah, and that's always been mm-hmm. the way it is. And so I'm going to bring up something off of that topic. Okay, this is how I do. So <laughs> this is how I do. I lead I, it in. This is how I roll. This is okay. how I roll. So charisma. Talking about, I've always said like. And and anything that you've ever heard that I've said about you, no matter who you've heard from, they'll all say the same thing because I say this about them. I said, that is one of the most charismatic men I've ever met in my life. Like, he does walk into the room. Everyone wants to say hi. Everybody wants to shake your hand. And I think it's that quality. And you, Winston-Salem at one time was known as a film town because... L.A. was bringing a lot of stuff here. They were shooting stuff here. Now we all know things changed. Tax tax uh, laws were changed, mm. and that all went away. After that went away, went to Georgia. You produced and starred in a movie uh, here in Winston Salem. You brought it here, and actually, at one time, I think you were in talks with Christopher Walken. I know that didn't work out, but I mean, we had you had some big stars there. So, yeah. and the movie was called Iborgs. This right. was done about what, fifteen years ago? Uh so, yeah, I think we it finally came out in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So right. And it was yeah. starring Adrian Paul, one of my favorites from Highlander. Yeah. Highlander. There can be only oh. one. He, he, oh he my was God, man. He's a fantastic guy too. You had, uh, Dale Danny Trejo was in it. Oh, Danny Trejo God. was in it and we get to hang with him for three days. Or, Actually, it was I really guess cool. right now I guess you could say he's the most recognizable of all the stars i suppose i mean adrian's pretty uh, yeah. big and you're pretty big but i mean no. he's been on everything he was in the uh the harley harley show yeah he yeah he's been in all yeah and then he did the whole hatchet stuff and he does all oh, of God. rodriguez's stuff anything that richard rodriguez does robert rodriguez excuse me yeah he's in all of those movies but uh, so how did you get this to happen because it was with uh crimson wolf Mm-hmm. Production company, your production company, you're uh, with Richard Claybaugh. Richard correct? and friend, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's interesting because we started talking about how one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. Okay, so I'll, I'll make this quick, but, you know, I'm out directing uh, in, in Louisville uh, at Westside Civic Theater, and there's this uh, real, I think we were doing Camelot. No, it was before Camelot. Doesn't matter. We're doing this show, and I noticed this really kind of uh, unusual-looking guy just sitting out in the where the audience would be, just kind of looking, you know, just really almost like a homeless guy because he always had this intense look, you know. And so he eventually came over and talked to me, and and his daughter was in the show, and it was Richard, and Richard was saying, you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, Richard Clay. But anyway, he introduced himself and said, I just love the way you take nothing and make something out of it. You just put these shows together. You're Taking something from nothing. Something like from said. nothing, you know, and you're incredible the way you just take these people and put these shows together in this park. And, you know, I've been thinking about getting a, I know you've got a movie background too. And he said, I've been thinking about getting a production company together and making movies. That's what, that's my dream. And I think you're the kind of guy I'm looking for. You know, I really want to make it happen kind of guy. Cause I'm just like this really super talented and Richard is super talented cinematographer, producer himself and uh, and director and he really wanted to just do that so we just started talking about it and so the theater world led me once again back into you know the film world and we created winston um, crimson wolf there in Louisville, and then they wrote the script for iborgs and just kind of went from there we started again with nothing and raised all that money and um you know, got all those people together, and it was it was. It he was shut not down easy. some streets for a while, didn't you? Like, you know, yeah, you guys I mean, had like total we, total collaboration with the city for a while to get that. Well, done. I mean, I think that, yeah, the city was great. The film commission here was great. Everybody was really cool about it. The mayor was cool, but you still have to get you know you can't just blow up a car no. in the middle of the street. Wait, <laughs> we did, which did, we did at yeah, like two o'clock right. in the morning. Ooh. You know, you have to have the fire department there. You have yeah. to have the police department there, and you know you. You, you get permits and do all those sort of things. But now was, you can still see that on the uh, Sci-Fi Channel, right? Yeah, and, so, Sony bought it. So any, uh, you know, wherever Sony has their stuff, I think it's been on Sci-Fi Channel. I think it, it's on Netflix. It's been on there. It's been on most of the. Yes, everybody should check it out. You get killed. Then. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to tell people that. You just well, I mean, what? 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 It's a 15 year old movie. Let's talk about your. I want oh, to talk about your God. death scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. the what is it? What is it like to die on film <laughs> oh, over film. and over and <laughs> over? I know. We were, <laughs> like we're recording. Is it a little weird to see yourself dead on on film? It is. The, the kids hated it, especially my youngest. Just uh, Kara did not like seeing me. You know, little guy. Um, but um, you know, it, it ended up being pretty cool. You know, yeah, now that like, she's a little older, it's not so bad. But now uh, she's like, play that scene again. <laughs> yeah, really. I want to see dad dance. <laughs> no, dad. now it's like, again. yeah, thank God I can just watch him <laughs> die every night. Yeah, no. So that was that. I mean, that's awesome though that you actually got. I mean, because you were you were spearheading that thing. I remember when you were you and Richard were working. I was not cast in it. Oh, well, did you guys sense. know each other at the time? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, well, that was on yeah. purpose then. Yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah, didn't cast pretty much. So, <laughs> I almost, I almost had the, uh, I almost wrote the the title song. I, That's I wrote right. It. I wrote I it, no, and it was I, awesome. But the uh, problem was somebody else, uh, a friend of mine, Christy Johnson, she had her own band. Yeah, and I didn't know right. that I was competing to get the title song. So I thought I had a John time. never told you you were competing no, for that. No, he didn't. That's he said, not, he said, no, you got oh, me. True. No, <laughs> I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what happened. So he calls me up late at night and he's like, Hey dude, I got a great, uh, hey, hey man, well, how about you write a, you know, I'd like to like give you a chance, man. And you could write like a title, title song for him. We're looking, I'm like, what? Are you serious? It's like, yeah. I was like, you know, I don't really write music for that sort of thing. Right. Okay. So my ass stays up for like two days straight. What? I'm not kidding. I was excited, man. I wrote the, these great lyrics. I still got the lyrics. Here's the thing. I didn't have a band. So? so I'm I'm calling people. I'm like, hey man, I need to get a studio. I need to get you on guitar. Oh. And everybody's like, well, you know, I'm like five hundred dollars an hour. And uh, there were a couple of people that I that you know that I'd contacted. <laughs> and so I didn't. I couldn't pitch the sound right. I had to come in with the lyrics. I had to kind of like sing it myself. 
and say like, and the guitar is going to be like a wild, like, and I'm like, you know, doing, yeah. and uh, it was like a day later. It's like, yeah, um, sorry, man. We're going with uh, Chrissy Johnson's band because they already recorded it. <laughs> like they're already done. I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know I was competing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, tell me that two yeah, days ago? Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's, yeah I'm like, he's I don't like, think it was um, that cold, but it, it wasn't does, cold. Yeah. You let me down easy, but I didn't know I was well, competing. That's John, yeah. I didn't know I was competing yeah. until that moment that I lost it. And I was like, oh, but I got the but I got the song. So right. you thought you already had it. Yeah, well, I'm feeling uh, like now that Sony owns it, I can contact Sony and say, hey. You want yeah. to put mine on the uh, DVD extra? I think you should. That would be great. Can I yeah. be on the, the soundtrack, <laughs> B, B soundtrack that you and, sell afterward? Yeah, it's like <laughs> eight days a week, and then this one's on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be on the B side. Can yeah, I just be that? Can Actually, can you just make me the hidden track 30 seconds after the last track? <laughs> He makes it sound out like he's on the corner selling uh, apples or something. Yeah, I know. And I'm, no, like I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, I am not a <laughs> songwriter really by trade. And I, I have to say, I think I you hit that one. You put your heart I and did, soul actually. into it. The, the lyrics are freaking awesome for that. But they were lyrics like designed for that. Yeah, for Iborg. For Iborg. So I can't yeah. really use it for anything So I forgot else. the Yeah, so... On the list, cold-hearted producer. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> no, John likes to get you to write it songs. Was, it was it, a producer a with a heart who just didn't tell me my timetable. You, <laughs> yeah. you didn't tell me there was somebody I, more talented with a band in a recording studio that I was going up against. But that's my, okay, because I probably never would have gotten it done. In my own defense, that producing a movie is probably one of the hardest things oh, on I the bet. planet. Oh, you were stressed I mean, out. You had people cool just office. have no clue. You know, you see, the, there's a reason they get to accept the best the uh, picture Oscar. You don't see the producer at all. And then best picture, that's the producer that goes up there. Because uh, he's the one that like people were calling at four o'clock in the morning and screaming and yelling. And we had half the people involved, you know, we're in LA, we're making it here. You know, if they call you three o'clock in the morning, you know, it's only midnight there. Right. They're just, they're just fine with that. You know, this is <laughs> no big deal, you know. Yeah. And then then you gotta be on the set at six AM. So it's like you don't even I mean, you don't even sleep, dude. It's well, I, you, you I would do it again, anyway. maybe, but I, that's true. I don't you don't sleep, sleep anyway. Yep. That's you actually, you were always energetic when I saw you. I come see it. You, you showed me an early screening, early cut. Yeah. Was very, it was really exciting, man. I went into his office, and I think Richard uh, Richard was there, and you're like, yeah, man, you want to see it? I was like, really? Really? No. I, well, the music, you know, it doesn't have all the sound. It doesn't have everything done. It was pretty cool. It was so exciting. On a big screen. You had a big screen in the office. Big screen. Yeah, it was very exciting. Uh, which back then, I mean, come on, man. You know, back then you didn't have screens that big. I mean, no. now we all see screens in everybody's I house know, everybody's that big. Got but back then, I was like, "What the <laughs> f- is that?" Yeah, it's like the whole wall. Yeah, we were building that office. We got we got that screen built the day before the Super Bowl, so we put the Super oh, Bowl. Dude, you had to be Bowl. done by the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. We, we, I mean, there was like I don't think there was any paneling on the walls, but we had that screen in. Yeah, what's nice? Bowl. Yeah, that was great. That is nice. All right, so uh, so you done the film. Now you've done that. You've done the. Uh, you've been in theater for here forever, and I think you wanted to ask. Let's go. With I that. do. I, I and I want your honest input on this. Now, how do you feel today? Yeah, the theater community is is it thriving? How do you feel the di- direction is going? What do you feel? It's you mean in general? In or general, around here. Oh, I think in Winston Salem. Let's oh, just okay. keep it to Winston Salem. Well, I think Winston-Salem's kind of a dichotomy of what's going on everywhere. Um, I think theaters, it's, it's a rough time for theater uh, in one way. And here's a good thing. 
the digital age, you know, it's kind of taken over. And I think live theater is becoming really cool again. Just like albums, you notice people are into vinyl now. All it's all coming back. People, right. I mean, you know, you can only get so much downloading crap, and then you don't have, you don't touch anything. You don't feel a relationship with it. And really, what we're talking about tonight is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just like relationships in your own life. You know, you have a relationships with what you do, especially in the arts. It's a real relationship kind of thing. And I think, um, I, I think community theater around here is doing great. I think some of the the people I know and the and the individuals that are doing community theater, it's really really good. I mean, it's, it's thriving in a different way, maybe than it did before. But I think uh, you know shows are doing good. I mean, I think if you talk to to Jamie and them um, over the once them theater lines, they'd probably tell you they're doing really well financially. I haven't talked to them about that, but I think you know they're doing good. All the people I talk to now professionally, the, the you know we're taking yeah. a lot of hits. Tried stage closing, yes, uh, was a, was a big deal. Um, any of the professional theaters in the region are doing just marketably not that great, I, you know, from what I hear. So I think that's that's unusual for me that one's working and the other's not. Right. Community theater, I, I've always thought, is one of the greatest things ever. I don't know if David told you one time I had a, I was lucky enough to eat dinner with James Earl Jones and his wife oh. in, in Washington, D.C., a little table too. That's probably one of those nights I went into it a little nervous, you know, because it's sure. Darth Vader. You know, yes, the voice. Of course, he is probably top five nicest guys I've ever met. Oh, anywhere. Um, and I, the the cool thing I remember from that whole dinner, all the stuff we talked about was we were talking about live, you know, community theater sure. here in Winston Salem, and especially that was when I was doing the outdoor shows in in Louisville. And he just thought that was the coolest thing he'd ever heard about. You mean you do? outdoor theater and mm-hmm. it's sponsored by the town parks and rec department and nice. people can come for free bring picnics he said that's that's the future you know of community theater of live theater so and so you think the professional aspect of acting fell off because of money or you know like like try it stage you yeah. know they closed their doors rightfully so because they didn't cast me in one of their damn plays so fuck them yeah. So, uh, you see, this is going right. Don't sugarcoat it, Gary. Come right out with it. Yo. <laughs> so, you, 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 what do you think? Is, why is there such a gap, John, between people uh, uh, going back into live theater, community theater, and the professional, you know, aspect of it is not thriving? Is it because of big budgets or salaries or? I think so. I think why partly. is there such a gap? Yeah, I think partly. I mean, you know, you do a show where you have to pay equity wages to everybody, and so your first thought is, let's only have three equity people in it because if we have twenty, that's a lot of money. So the first thing you do if you're trying stage is you get a couple of people from New York, and then the rest of the cast right. you, you you cast locally or somewhere. So yeah, that's part of it, and then I think it's just uh, you have to have a an area that supports that. I mean, you know, you have to. People have to get in the car, go to the triad stage. There's a lot to it. Um, and I, quite frankly, I thought some of the professional theaters throughout the years were a little snobby about the way they did right. theater locally, you know? Right. Um, the Shakespeare Festival was great um, in the old days. Um, the old director there was fantastic. And then they got another director. He was a little different. You know, one director wants to reach out and 
supports the community. The next director doesn't want to. They want to be like, oh, no, we're New York. You know, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't lend you a throne. We don't do that, you know. Um, a guy named Pedro that was there, anytime I called him, he was like, John, yeah, sure. You know, I'll be glad to help you guys. Because he saw it that the community supports what he does. Right. You know, if I support the community theaters around here, they're going to support, their people are going to support me when I do whatever. Shakespeare, you know, Shakespeare's hard to do. It's expensive. Right. The next guy comes in, doesn't feel that way. So, you know, that has a lot to do with it. I think cost, I think the cost of doing shows, I think the the desire to do those kind of cool shows where people get naked or pee on stage or something, you know, it's a little, <laughs> let's do, you know, Sam Shepard instead of yeah. Oklahoma, right? which I get that. You want to see that too. But, you know, that you, your audience lessens. So that's why you see like the opera company every once in a while do South Pacific. I mean, it's gorgeous singing and it's a well-known, you know, Broadway show. Right. So it works for everybody. You know, Piedmont Opera does South Pacific. It's sold out. I mean. Let me ask you a question. One last question. I'm going to turn sell it everything. You, you lived in New York. Is that right? And I'm a New Yorker. Okay. So do you ever see, and Winston-Salem is supposed to be the city of the arts, right? I yes, mean, that's their tagline for the city. Right. Do you ever see them, like, maybe be like New York, as far as your theater and Broadway, off-Broadway? Not necessarily that, because they have a long history, but do you ever see it getting to the place where you have a theater on every other block downtown on trade street. And then you go to Sixth street and you know, yeah. you have a theater there, you know, do you see that foresee that? I mean, I'd love to say yes. I, I think that's really hard to do in any city. I mean, Atlanta's not even like that, you know? So, um, Winston used to have Reynolds and Haynes and all those wonderful people sponsoring our sure. town. And a lot of that stuff moved out. So it would be great if those type of people were to get involved again because that's your, you know, that corporate money is real important. There is a lot of money in Winston yeah. that does not seem to go to the arts. far to the arts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the, you know, the arts uh, district downtown is cool. I used to have a, you know, gallery down there and the Art for Art's Sake building, Associated Artists, some really great art groups downtown. Um, First Friday and those people and they're, right. they, you know, they're doing these really cool things. Very active. And, you know, it's just a different, I mean, I sell art here too, you know, and it's not, it's a tough place. You know, in the art world, unfortunately, around here, people want, you know, something for $200 that in New York would sell for $2,000. I mean, that's understandable. But at the same time, it's the same piece of art. Right, you know? right. It, I mean, it is, you know. So, um, yeah, I think what David said, you got to get behind the people here have to want it to be the city of the arts. It's not good enough just to call it that. You can call it the, you know, the city of Led Zeppelin and, you know, but it's, it's if they're not here, it's not, you know, if the arts are not here or not supported, it's not enough just to call it that. And I, I agree. I agree with both of you on that. Yeah, well, I think I think that name when I looked it up. Because <clears throat> it always confused me, and, and and it started with the Moravians because they were so good at like pottery and and uh, woodwork. Is that where and, that come from? Uh, originally, yeah, I think that's where it's from. I but I mean, the the moniker is not that's not what it means today. That's not what people think of today. That might be how it started, but they've kept the name. They've kept the yes, we're the city of the arts, and I think they used to have. I mean, it's the oldest 
Southern, is it just the Southeast? Anyway, the, the little theater of Winston-Salem yeah, is the oldest closing. continuously running. And, in the country. I mean, yeah, and they, like, mm-hmm. they lost funding. Yeah. Charlie Babcock Jr. died, and they lost that endowment. Right. They never really made up for that. And then the Arts Council went through a weird phase. Yeah. Oh, Haynes. And they, Haynes was a big contributor to. Haynes was big. Yeah, yeah. Haynes. Yeah, so I mean, you, you lose all these big, big endowments, and then the Arts Council kind of made it hard for the little theater to thrive and right. they got rid of the arts right. council theater which i'll never get over that i won't I, i've I always been place. upset I about loved that it. i love that place it's it's got history and now it's a church it just i can't tell you how i can't even talk about it you I know can't what even talk about can it. i just say one thing about it before we move on yeah you felt like a professional actor when you went in that place yeah because you felt like you know, they you had a dressing room, you had that stage and that atmosphere and all the people who went before you. Yeah, you had the costume was, shop downstairs, the costume, you had the scene shop in the back. Right behind the back and and it was just amazing. It was. It was really well run. And I think and don't get me wrong, I think Philip Powell's doing a great job with what well, he's well, actually Joel is there now. He's the art artistic director and Joel yeah. is the is the executive. They I mean but they're taking over after it's already done. Yeah. Right, you know, what I mean, like yeah. The, the the dirt has been done over the years, and it was a lot of it was a lot of just from what I understand. I don't, I can't, I can't sit here and act like I can talk too intelligently on it because I wasn't in on the meetings. I wasn't in the room where it happens. <laughs> I didn't see I, the, I, was, I didn't yeah. see the sausage get made. I yeah. just tasted the sausage after it was burnt, and I was like, "Wait, right. that's burnt sausage." And then, uh, but you, Dave, David, you felt John. You guys know what I'm talking about. You felt that you were varsity when yes, you went there. I agree. It, there's a distinct difference. There was JV and there was varsity. And yep. when you went to the little theater, you, I'm varsity. I know. When I first moved in the '80s, the little theater did. Um, they brought in directors from New York, and mm-hmm. so they had this little uh, apartment, kind of like this. They had a townhouse right near, right around the corner from the old little theater, and they would bring these guys in from New York or, and girls uh, to direct shows so you would go up there and maybe mm. do three shows in a row at the little theater but you'd have a different feel you know some guy would come in some or some woman would come in and direct a show never been here before new york mentality sometimes it worked great sometimes it didn't work that great sure. most of the time though it worked pretty good that would definitely keep you on your a game yeah. though and keep you from getting into that rut where it's just like you get a favorite you know so directors exactly. will always get a favorite right yeah and then i mean yeah, I, I probably benefited that from that for a little while because there was always the same director. So I would go into the audition and they'd be like, well, he sucked in the audition, but I'll tell you what, I, that guy good. can yeah, deliver in the end. That's right. You know, and now, look, yeah. that saves that's you a lot of work, man. That sounds like a funny joke, but no. I'm not actually kidding. I am one of the worst auditioners. I freeze up like a deer in headlights, you know? You got to give me, if I only have one shot, I, I, can, I can waste my shot, you know? Pretty, yeah. you know, I, I can't. No, you're good on stage. You're, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Once yeah. I get once I get into it, but going going in cold, especially because sometimes I was asked to audition for something like last minute, like, hey, we go audition for this. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know it. I don't even know what the show's about. They're handing me a side. I don't know anything, which is not the way to go into an audition. No. Everybody knows that. You should right. read the whole thing. Yeah, and I benefited because sometimes there were now, but the bad part is, is that you're not meeting the new people, you're not getting the new experiences, and sometimes you don't get the fair shot. 
you know, because sometimes, yeah, somebody's just a favorite and somebody really yeah, loves this person. Well, I, I wouldn't know anything about that, you know, about not being a favorite. No. I was always about? a fart, huh? What are you talking about? Uh, no director ever looked at me and said, well, you've been acting for like what, two years? <laughs> <laughs> It's like I don't know. Yeah, you gotta I don't do a know, couple actually. more. It's, it's be, like five years. You're more successful than I was in twenty years. What are you talking about? That's I'm, bullshit. T- I'm talking about what? 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 Look at your IMDb page, Sagman. Well, you know the thing it's I'm talking Sagman. about. Yeah. That, that is a yeah. great. That's a great movie. Which one? Sagman. Sagman. <laughs> well, the, the point I was making is that I it's never not going to be about balls. Don't worry, I won't make it about balls. <laughs> Please don't. You know, I was just saying the point I've never had a director say, well, we're going to cast, you know, I, I never had those problems that you, you know, I had to go, you, you've never I had, had to go a in director. there and earn everything I got. Wait a second. All right. I didn't say uh, I didn't uh, earn uh, shit. You see what I did there, John? Huh? What you've never, and be no. honest, you never had somebody say, Gary, I would really like you to audition for my show. No. Real, really? No. No. Why? Why would they? No one ever was looking for just like a, a guy of your, um, you know, they were, you know, mm-hmm. you drink coffee over here while you guys. Are. They weren't, they weren't saying, they weren't saying like, hey, I need a, I need a middle-aged black man uh, to play the father. No, and I can't have a white man. They no. never called you. No shit. No. Well, maybe you did earn everything. I apparently I didn't earn everything. Right. Apparently I just skated by on my looks and my beautiful voice. So back to John. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, the the little theater was cool to have that in those days, and it really you were you're right. It was really well supported. It Everybody, was. I mean, you know, and like I said, real critics, real orchestra. I mean, you know, it was a really big deal to be. It was yes. it was as as professional as any professional theater. I've Absolutely, been in. I miss it. Was in those days, and the and the money around here for that was great. And so, yes, David's right. If we got back to that point. Where the people really just in this town said, "Look, we're going to make this. Not just going to say it. It's going to be the city of the arts. We're going to build this downtown. We're going to do that." I mean, even then, though, we had the North Carolina Dance Theater here. Those people were fabulous. They were amazing, and they needed about a hundred thousand. I think it was. I don't want to be misquoted to stay here. And you know, we didn't. The they city didn't come up with the money, it. and they sent them to Charlotte. They yes. went down to Charlotte. I was like, "Why would you let them go? They were fantastic." Yes, they were. So. Um, you know, it's hard to do. People want to, people want the arts, but they don't want to pay for the arts a lot. That and that that's true because, um, I mean, ticket prices. I think people look at ticket prices and they're like, "Well, I can stay home and I can stream." People yes. have gotten lazy about theater. They really I, they have. I, I'm but here's a, it. it's a circle though because you have less money for art, so you can't put on as good of art. You know, the, right. your costumes are worse, your sets worse, your space is worse. So people are like, "Well, I don't want to go to the theater because it's not as good." Well, it's like it's not as good. It's just like art is a much like this nil deal in football. It's a good analogy, right? Because right. the schools that are going to get the best talent and have the best programs from here on out are going to have to have the best donors. Because the yes. schools aren't allowed to run the NIL. They're not allowed to actually. They can promote it, but they can't put money what, into money it. Money into I it. I think it's terrible. But the donors can't. Oh, I do too. You don't like NIL? But, no. But I also think that. I don't. That's why the analogy is perfect because that's what art is. Art, art is now. You have to have the donors. You can't just put on art. It's not funded by the town. It's but, not going to yeah, be funded by the state. It. But good Lord, guys, think about this. You have the North Carolina School of the Arts. Yes. In our backyard. 
it's fantastic. I and mean, it it's is. Always, it's it's like they're in the cocoon over there, though. Yeah, it's always listed in the top, you know, five yes. of, of and drama look at the schools actors in the world. They 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 spit out. Yeah, yeah the tops. It's, it's it's fantastic. It's like they're 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 very close to a Juilliard. You know, they, yes. I mean, some people would argue with that, but because Juilliard, really, a cons- well, because. Juilliard's a conservatory, whereas the School of the Arts, it is a university. University, so they have sure. to take. They don't just get to focus on one thing. Right. They have to take All English one hundred and one, and it's a state school. So yeah, yeah. Know, so I mean, which is good and bad. That's yeah. that. Yeah. So hopefully one day, hopefully uh, whoever's listening, you billionaire that's on the other side of this microphone, right. yes, pass give it, us money. Pass. Let's... Actually, don't do not support the Arts Council. Please just send the check directly to me, and I will decide. How yes. it is divvied up after right. I take my cut. Yes. I'm just saying. I think that's fair. Took a lot Especially of money to, to, to buy just, this They pie. just call you anyway. You don't have to audition. So I think, you know, they should you know just send a, you the money. You know that's actually not true. <laughs> I mean, okay, look. <laughs> he said it. Didn't he, he? Said, he was the yeah, one that said, said that. it. Yeah. Look, yes, for a little while. I said for a little while I benefited from that. That was a few shows. But I'm not saying that I never auditioned. And actually, a lot of times I auditioned. Uh, speaking of triad stage, I'll, I'll give you a little story and then we'll move on because I want to talk to you. We're gonna, we'll wrap this up, but um, okay. triad stage, you were talking about that. You know, one time I went to audition for them for Tick, Tick, Boom. I'd just done Rent. Oh, okay. And it was their black box theater, so it wasn't it wasn't the main stage. But I go in there, man. I rock that audition because I had just done Roger. So my voice yeah, is up in the show high was register. Good. Rent was very good. Yeah, and Super I did good. a really good audition. They're like, thank you so much. Wow, this is great. You know, we were really looking blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, I don't hear anything from them. So I'm like, man, I'm dejected. I'm hurting. You know, I'm like, I mean, because my ego was a little down. Because I was like, man, I thought I rocked it. They're they're stroking me. Yeah. Well, what happened was, and I don't know why the director decided to send me an email a few weeks later to tell me this. Because it would have been better not to know. (laughs) But the story was, is that they had an actor lined up for the part in New York. Right. He was asking for too much money. They didn't want to pay him. I was brought in to drive down the price saying, hey, we got a perfect guy if you don't want to take it. So now I don't know how that negotiation went, but they literally said that. They said, like, we were waiting for the guy from New York to drop his price. I don't know how it works because I don't know if you can drop your price in an equity. I mean, well, I guess you could have been asking for more than the base, the base. But they probably... I mean, professionally, probably shouldn't have told you that. But no, you know, no, they shouldn't. And, they shouldn't and, have told me. I was yeah. really upset about it. And yeah. that's the reason why their doors are closed to this day. Said they yeah. should have given you that part. It's like <laughs> right. They should have given me they, that part. So they, they would still be uh, they around. Would still be if here. I had been into. Mm, there you go. Not, exactly. None of whatever. the others. Well, the, you know, the whatever. money thing's hitting Broadway too. I mean, you're seeing a lot of shows that are real small now. You know, you get Sweeney Todd with twelve people. They did Camelot last year with. Eight people or something. I mean, how can you do Camelot with eight people? I mean, well, you can probably. Bring I heard it. it was very good. I'm sure the people were super, but I, you know, that's my favorite show. I don't want to see Camelot with eight people. I just don't. You, you know, me right. personally, but yeah. So they're doing a lot of that stuff, and then of course Disney owns everything now. So if it's Disney, it's probably going to be pretty. But even Disney's starting to think: Are we really making? Are we, you know, are we really making that much money on? Broadway? Making, well, they really screwed it with Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man yeah. was a big. Yeah, just a money pit that kind of I feel like that was a turning point. Like Maybe. after eating but it then, that many no, times. But, but then they came back with Michael Jackson and that did very well. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always things that go well, but like Spider Man was gonna be like this big spectacle. Yeah, amazing but it was thing. such a grand It was. Um, yeah. It just, you know, just people it was grand, fell from the sky. Yeah. You had people get injured, you had all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, delays. that's right. It was not good. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah and you had delays yeah. and things like that, and they, they ended up losing so much money, and by the oh. time they closed, they were still in the red, I think. And yeah. that was one of those shows that was, it wasn't just like they lost a little money. This is where yeah, they put in, lot. like, they put their ass in. And they only yeah. got like half a cheek back. Well, they opened with yeah. Lion King and everybody in the world went to see it. So they thought, oh, yeah. you know. If we do it, they'll, well, and you had U2 yeah. writing the music. So like, how could this be, how could this not work? Not work. Well, easily. Kill a few stuntmen. Kill a few. <laughs> Spider-Man's not supposed to die, I don't think. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's why you have several stuntmen. That's yeah. a, just pull them off stage. Yes. Get the next one in. So, all right. Um. Let's let's get to the last topic I really wanted to do because okay. what a lot of people may or may not know about Johan Sebastian. I want to get that name a little bit. Rushton. <laughs> That's a great. Don't you think you should change it to that? Well, I think I'm there I is may, another yeah. John S. Rushton on on Google because when I googled you, another yeah, guy comes I up. Think he's he an works author. For Sony. Too, Does he? Right? He's yeah, like an so. author, man. Or did. He used to, yeah. Yeah, and he's like writing books and stuff. So this is going to lead into the next, next topic, which is why I want to call you Johan Sebastian. <laughs> okay. Rushton. I'll go with it. Can we roll the R? We Rushton. can roll. Rushton. Johan Sebastian Rushton. Right. Uh, it turns out that you're not only all these things that we've talked about, you're also a writer. Yeah. So what are you writing? Uh, I'm Wait, still, can you give that away? Can well, you, at least what it's I'll like. Just, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I, I'm writing this book that's kind of based on my real loosely based on my life, you know. But it's kind of um, it was I was really affected by my mother passing away, and so yeah. I got this idea for the book, and I won't say too much about it. But it was kind of about that love just kind of never really dies, you know. That's, that's kind of an old yeah, yeah, I guess. But love, you know, just goes on. I mean, just because somebody passes on doesn't mean anything like that stops. In fact. It's gotten even, you know, the relationship between my mother and I has gotten stronger since she passed on. I can believe now, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because now it's all, you know, inside me. You know, it's not really like picking up the phone and calling and, you know, maybe she's in a bad mood, maybe she's not. Now it's all just that passionate feeling about what she was in my life, you know. And and my father, memories. too. My father passed away right after that. So it's kind of a within a month. It was a terrible year. Mother <laughs> passed away and. November, father in December, you know, it was an awful year. But um, but still, that whole feeling of them and me and how they affect me and how that passion that they gave to me, that I give to other people, whatever, all of that's kind of in the book. Um, but it's about that, that connection that we keep. Everybody's got it. You know, they don't, some people feel it more than others. But, you know, it's about signs. It's about, you know, relationships that go on i think it's kind of it's really kind of cool i mean you know yeah, uh, yeah. so would you say it's like a, a, a energy that 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 love and, and all that support they gave you once they um go to the next realm you think you're talking about that energy that still yeah i mean i think it's a good word for it yeah energy is a good word i mean what is you know everything we do think about prayer positive thoughts Negative thoughts. It's all energy, you know, and it all affects everything that we do every day. We get up and we're in a bad mood. You know, we try to get out of it or we don't. We wallow in it, but it's, it affects us throughout the whole, you know, and then it maybe starts to affect our health. Maybe it starts to affect our relationships. Sure. It starts to affect everything. It is an energy. It's a great word for it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think it is an energy. You know, I think we think of it as, oh, that person needs to be here or that dog needs to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever we love with a great passion, we really love that thing. And it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't end, you know, sure. because we carry it on, then hopefully somebody else carries it on. And that's the way, you know, that's the way anything that we 
read or think about it goes on you know it's just like it's it is the energy of the thought of it more than it is anything and that goes right back to the arts where we started you Mm -hmm. know yeah the passion to do those things that energy that we take into it comes from all of our experiences and wherever we came from wherever we went through you know a lot of stuff sucks we take that on stage too you need it right you can't just use it yeah yeah, (laughs) use it yeah you know there's gonna be sometimes yeah my life yeah that, that sucked and wow, I can feel that. I can remember that. You know, I can I can use that. It's just like you said, it's all tools. Big. Yeah. We're just like this big toolbox. Just take it out. You know, whatever you need. Man, that's beautiful. That is. That's beautiful. Well, that's well why said. we had him on the show. You, that's why I got him. On John the show. is. Yeah. Well, John said John things. Yeah, man. No, seriously. That's, yeah, this uh, is great. I that's a very good. Was it? I mean, I know other people have said it, but that's very profound. I mean, yeah, I mean, I believe in the energy thing where we're all pure energy. And I mean, as a massage therapist, oh, I said it, damn. You did. I'm not supposed to tell people that. No. Anyway, as a, use as a healthcare rubbing. worker, I mean, you know, your heart, everything, it's all electrons, man. That's how it goes. And yeah. so it is thought, thought. Um, but the way you said it, it was, that was more profound, more beautiful. So that'll oh, have to become a TikTok something. Fancy. That's just beautiful. That's going to be our. Clip. I don't know how to do that's it, but that's uh, a promo. Yeah, I don't know Good. how to do that. We'll, we'll make somebody else do that. You're doing it? I do the edits. I do the edits a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we get the edit. That's good. When is this coming out? Do you know? Have do you have a? Uh, it's. I mean, obviously, it's probably like when it's done. Thank you very much. Yeah, but. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's done. I don't know if you've ever written anything, but it's it's really hard. I, I just about anything else I do, I don't have. A, you know, when I make a when I do a painting, I, there's pretty there's a point I reach and I go, yeah. That's good. It's done. You know, a book is hard, you know, especially if it's based loosely on what you do, what you want. And you just really, anytime I read, oh, I could, I could write that differently. I just, yeah. it's at the point it's done for me. You know, I've got a couple of editors interested in it. I need to get that to them. It's been a long time writing it and thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, I just need to let, it's like a kid going to college. I mean, you just got to let it go. And let so it take so, a life of its own. So can this show help you? Help yeah. you? Help me? Let yeah, go? Yeah. Help you? Help yeah. me? Help you? I'm help gonna, me? Help yeah. me? Help me? <laughs> let help me get. You. So you think? Let me get on this show with these two foul mouth chuckleheads. Oh, maybe make no mistake. He's yeah. doing this for us, not yeah, us. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the foul mouth chuckleheads <laughs> to give me inspiration to finish my book. I well, I don't. I don't know if you need inspiration, but I think you need a little um, uh, encouragement. To let you know, like, yeah, it's yeah, maybe, maybe it's close to time. You do. I, I mean, every writer I've ever read about or heard about has the same problem. It's not just like it, just be know. like Hemingway, man. I mean, just you know, Thomas Wolfe used to write, you know, like eighty pages describing a guy standing at the bus stop, and his editor would say, "Have to say that." <laughs> Dude, you got eighty-eight pages describing a guy standing at the bus stop. Can we just go ahead and put that in one page? page you, yeah. you know, do you, do you feel on. like it's too long? Do you feel like mm. you just want to change the prose? As mm. you no, I just you know it's kind of like uh, you know we're performers, right? All of us are. You know, you never think you did it perfect, right? You go out, you go, God, I wish I could, if I could sing that song a little bit different, you know, maybe next or or let me let me just go ahead and you know, lay on the record player tonight or whatever it is, whatever yeah, your motivation is. But, that, but there is that moment where you need somebody else to you just do. say, it's done. It's done. It's you done. Need, yeah. And you'll argue. Yeah, you'll be I'm, like, no, 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 because no art is ever finished. Yeah, I'm there. But how Thank do you, you, okay, so let me ask you this. I'll tie it into the last thing, and then we're going to, I'm sorry, you're here for 
that dumb shit's coming up. This dumb shit coming up. Yeah, you get. Yeah, you're going to be here for the segment. So, <laughs> so we'll find out. We don't know. He said he came up with it today, so we'll find out. But so how do you? So with the book, I can understand that. You know, like man, you know, I, I feel like that that sentence didn't hit. But what about a painting? Like, because all art is the similar, right? So how do you know you're done when you're done? I'm not really. I'm not really sure. I you mean, just know? I, yeah, it's just a feeling. I mean, painting is, you know, wonderful. It's a blank canvas. This is my favorite part is just staring at a blank canvas. And sometimes I'll stare for 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll stare for a day. And just, you know, imagine what's going to be on there. And it's kind of like I'm, you, you guys have worked with me. When I direct a show, I have to get to the point where I've seen the whole show before I even start it. Now, it has to evolve into the animal that it is. But, I mean, I try to block it, think about, you know, I try to have, you, you know, I'm pretty yeah. bad, I'm, I'm pretty hardcore yeah. about my blocking. I want you to go over there, I want you to do that. Because I, I feel like if I can portray my vision, if I can, you know, my come in the room with my vision, then the actor's going to feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in what's going on instead of I'm just a traffic cop. Oh, let me see what you do. You know, just try to, no. Because I want to do my homework so they know that I know what the hell I'm talking about and where we're going with this, where this character's going, where the show's going. And I do the same thing with the painting. A book is a little more evolving. You kind of know what you want to write about. But as you're writing, I mean, you're in the middle of page 102 and you thought you were going to be here, but all of a sudden you remember this thing. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so you want to just keep adding and adding and adding and adding yeah. and taking away and adding and adding and adding. Yeah, and it's never bad necessarily. It's just like, do you ever feel like, oh, if I don't say that story right, mom would be upset? You know, like because oh, it's yeah. based on her. That's the hardest thing about being a writer about anything that's true. Which is most, let's face it, everybody writes about their life. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean even t- if it's fiction, everybody it's got does. Tolkien there. might be writing about you know uh-huh. Lord of the Rings, but his life's in there somewhere. I mean, yeah. you know, it's based on Frodo, somebody that he knew, or something. Or maybe it's him. That's you know, cool, man. That's, that's the way cool. everybody writes about it. So you're always like, what if my sister reads this? You know, what if, you know, exactly. Well, I mean, that's how I feel about every podcast. I know. I'm always like, what if my mom? You know, yeah. And then she oh. does, and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but obviously from what I've heard, it doesn't bother you that much. I mean, you guys kind of uh, <laughs> You know what? Yeah. It, 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 I think it, it, I think it, it does a little bit. Does you it know, bother you? Well, because I play a part. I play a part. And, you know, I mean, so sometimes I'm like, why did I say that? Why did, why did I go that far? That's not how you are. And, That's not right. You know, and there was one time I was talking about Michigan. I'm not going to get into that, but I was talking about Michigan. I sounded angry the whole time. And I was like, why did I sound angry? You looked at the video. I, I wasn't angry, but I but thought you were. Yeah. You yeah. But I'm yeah, listening yeah. to it. I'm like, damn, damn. Yeah. So what's next? What can we expect from you next? What's the what's the thing that my, is my favorite up? thing I'm doing now is playing live music. I'm in a band called Stranger Strings. Uh, you know, real quickly, I I met a guy named Tim Fogarty uh, through getting some guitar lessons over in High Point for my youngest, for Kira, and then we just became really good friends. And he's a he's one of those guys who can play anything on a guitar. And so I started taking bass lessons from him because I played bass, but I just hadn't played in a while. And I wanted to kind of like get better. That's hard. So I started playing that. I love it. And then, you know, we got to a point where we were just good buds. And he said, hey, our bass player quit. You want to be in our band? I'm like, yes, I do. Something I've always wanted to do. And then so, bam. 
I know. Been so playing I'm doing around that, and, and then I've been singing a lot of the Doors, one of my favorite bands. I'm doing, doing a lot of Jim Morrison stuff. Please do love Thursday. her madly, man. I'm doing that. Love her madly. This, this, this Thursday. So I'm, you know, I'm doing that, and we're we're thinking about getting another band together and doing some Doors stuff. So I'm loving live music. I've always loved it. There again, coming from my, you know, stuff I did earlier in life. Right now that I've come full circle, now when I perform the Doors, it's different than it would have been if I was 24 doing it. Well, that for our listeners uh, and people on TikTok and YouTube and all those places, it, where can we find you? Where can we find your information on the web? I know you have Rushton Rushton Abstracts. Yeah, uh, yeah. On on uh, Facebook, uh, it's John S. Rushton Artist. So please hook up there on uh, Rushton Abstracts on uh, Instagram. That's a great place to get it. There you go. Do you yeah. have a website? Yes, uh, RushtonAbstracts.com. Perfect. And Perfect. Uh, for your band, just go. You know, come through me. And uh, we don't really have uh, Stranger Strings website yet. Well, we we're working on that. But you know, get in touch with me. Awesome. Where can we see you next? Book me. Where, where are we going to see your band next? We're going to be February 23rd at uh, Plank Street Tavern in High Point. All right, nice. so everybody here, you, that's where you got to so be we, on February 23rd. We're sitting across from Mr. Mojo Rising himself. <laughs> <laughs> Rising. Mojo Rising. <laughs> I, love, I love that, man. I've always wanted to be the Doors. I can't I sing know. like that. Oh, Jim man, Morrison boy. was amazing. When you start an Elvis tribute band, then. then I know, man. On, man. There you go. We should do it. We need a keyboard player if you know I need. I need some horns. I need some horns. Why do you need horns? You never wa- you never watched Elvis? Oh, see. See, see, right. Okay. Anyway, that's enough of that. All right. Well, John, you are here. You have made it through the interview, but you haven't made it through this. So here we are. Everybody you know, it's time for that dumb shit. All right, all right, calm down, calm down. All right, here we go. We're going to give it over to GC. What is that dumb shit today? All right, guys, I just want you to observe something. Not Wait, can <clears> I hear you? Were you muted? No, I was. I wasn't. Yeah, we go. There you go. Okay, go ahead. I'll edit that later. All right, so next time you're out, I just want you to observe something. See, when I drop these gems. Yeah, here we the, go. No, they're, they're, they're life lessons. Life lessons. Do I need a so I'm glad you're here, John. Yeah, Don't I am. Should I write this down? or? Well, Absolutely. I'll hear it later. It's, it'll be recorded. Okay. It'll be, yeah, so you can For always once. refer back to it. Um, you know, I have three things that I taught my daughters to recognize when you know someone's crazy, right? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> potato chips with two hands. Keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it is the potato chips. If you observe someone eating potato chips, a right. potato chip. Just one. Okay. Just one with two hands. That's a sign of insanity. Like okay. like a mouse. Yes. Right. Okay. Or if you that. see someone walking and they don't swing their arms, that's another sign of insanity. Okay. So my wife and I were walking in the park. Wait, what's the third thing? I'm coming to it. Oh, okay. Hello. Keep going. And this is dumb right here. My wife and I were walking in the park this afternoon, this morning, taking our stroll. Swinging your arms. We both were us okay. were swinging arms. Good. <clears throat> I think if you're over 5'10", and you're a grown adult male, you shouldn't have a poodle. Okay. <laughs> With the dog? Yes. If you're over 5'10". If, if you're five, over 5'10". I'm 5'9 and 3 quarters. Can I have you a poodle? Have a you're poodle. good. Poodle's if you good want. for you. They're fantastic. They're hypoallergenic. Keep going. They are hypoallergenic. They are. 
Or, or I know someone that's over six three. Yeah. And has a labadoo. Okay. You and shouldn't that's have a, it. That's bad too. What? That's okay. bad. What? What if you're that's like? What, that's so, that. Huh? Is it weirder if you're six four and you have a chihuahua? Oh God, yeah. Who has one? Who has one? Well, I'm not six four. <laughs> no. Do you have a chihuahua? Oh, I know. I just <laughs> no. I don't. But I'm just, here's the thing: Are we talking okay. toy poodle or are we talking full size poodle? Yeah, full, full size, size. Well, a very big dog. Yes, the labadoodle. Yeah, I saw a man that was clearly, clearly six three, with a labadoodle. Mm-hmm. Okay, you shouldn't have it. Did Did you mention this to him or? No, I would, I would advise against it if he's six three, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know. right. Is he built like Gronkowski? And you're going to say like, hey, <laughs> man. he wasn't. Dude. He wasn't. He he wasn't built like Gronk. Um, I have a friend that's six eight and has a Labrador. And you told him? I I told him he you you know I said well dude you have a poodle. He said it's not a damn poodle. I said it is a poodle. He said it's a Labrador. Yeah. I said wasn't well, that a big poodle? Well, I mean, no, it's a cross between a Labrador and a poodle. What? So, I mean, why you know why do you have a thing against one. poodles? Uh, do, okay, do, if you're over 5'10", do you need a poodle? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what does the height have to do with that? What if I'm 5'2", and I want to ride that poodle like a horse? Well, that's your prerogative. That's not, that's not a problem. It's my prerogative. So, uh, <laughs> but literally an inch m- more... And you can't. Right. He said five, nine and three quarters. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You can't have any dog. Actually, I am this tall. I can ride that ride. (laughs) Okay, I just want you to observe that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So the third. So wait. So wait. Just so the audience knows, there are three things in life that show that you're insane. Eating a chip, two hands. With two hands. Walking with your arms down by your sides. And and three. No, what else? You didn't finish it. Without swinging them. Without it, swinging them. Without swinging. I'm sorry. I apologize. Which rules right. out all Irish dancers, by the way. <laughs> the so, river dance? Literally all of them. Oh, which Michael is really Flatley. Sick. Michael Flatley <laughs> is insane. We all know that. We all know that. It's river dunce instead that, because you. Yeah, but that was, I mean, come on. Why did that go away? That's one of the most amazing things I've know. ever I seen in my entire life. Why do you think they weren't swinging their arms? You can't go They're, anywhere without swinging your arms. That wasn't going to last. That, you should see well, me eat chips. You're right. <laughs> and they actually know. used three because they had two, and then someone had to help them with a third. Yeah. So I mean, they were really and backstage really there's a shitload of poodles. Shitload too, so of poodles. <laughs> ton of them. The shit was everywhere, and they were like, "All right, that's it. That's it. It's a fly in Ireland. Yeah, exactly. it's a fly in Ireland. It, yeah. it fertilizes potatoes in Ireland, but here it just smells bad. Someone told me you chip them. <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm wow. Just so can we go back to theater now? Or yeah. talk? I mean, that was. That, that was, was really cool. That was I'm, pure energy. Yeah, it was energy. But I take I'm worried about you. Duly, duly noted. Uh, I'm not in the market for any poodles, but at least I know if I am, I can have one. And that's what you I can. like. I like to know that I can have can. things. But they do yeah. get a bad rap because, you know, the real poodles are big dogs. The giant, the dogs. standard poodles? Yes. You know, Man, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen some big poodles. Like Carmen has a has a poodle next door. It's big, right? It's very big, but it's the sweetest dog. It's a labradoodle, I think. Yeah, oh. it's a labradoodle. Okay, but it's high, sweet. It's not. It's not as big as. How that. tall is the uh, owner? Shorter than five nine. Well, actually, I don't actually. I don't know how tall he is. He might. He actually might be taller than me. Most people are. 
I mean, I think average height of the American male is 5'10". 5'10". I'm 5'9 and three quarters, so that's the first time I've admitted it in public. Fine, fine. I'm cool with that. You seem to be. You know that's great. I think you should be, yeah. That's totally you fine. Are. You just, you know. I always and, to be and here's like a good thing. You can own literally any breed of dog at 5'9 and three quarters. Not a great right? Dane. Not a great Dane. Why that's not? Just he too, because he towers why? over me. But he's just too help. big of a dog, man. That's just too big of a dog. I'm See, John is understanding what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're not. I mean, you like. <laughs> what am I saying? You, you, what you did know, I John say? That's like, not right. See, John immediately got it. He got was it. like, "Well, you you Five can own a great." Quarters, day. You're good. Wait, uh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You're saying that John agrees with you. That I think guys, he does. I'm just saying. John, I want you to say on the record, do you agree with, with GC? I'm this not going, going that far. I'm saying that I'm <laughs> understanding <laughs> what he's saying. I is what, that's all. That's right. I, yeah. I comprehend Agreeing, it. I don't know. Hey, I mean, yo comprendo. I just get this, yeah. Mi amigo. Just uh, Peter Dinklage with an Irish wolfhound comes to him. You know, it's like weird. But that's cool. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to know that he can order. He can own any breed of dog he wants Where to, as well as you can. Where did you see this cat? At Renolda Village. Why were you at Renolda Village? I was, I, did you not? Wait, I kind of zoned out for a second because I muted you. Okay. I was, so trying, you to, yeah, I was trying to make sure that the sound was okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm playing uh, like three parts here. No, I'm good. I, I, I totally get it. I was walking to take a little stroll with the wife. Okay, wait, okay, okay, arms, okay, right. okay, 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 okay. And, the, and this guy, she, and I was going right. to do something totally different. I was going to do the raccoon story. But that would have been a good one. Well, yeah. this, this is good. For another this time. Yeah, this is good. I mean, this is real. These are real gems that I'm giving you. They are. And, um, you know, and with that. Gary's gems. That's what we should call them from Gary's gems. Gary's gems. That dumb shit. Yeah, that's dumb shit. And, of course, we've lost Perina as a sponsor (laughs) now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For the good folks of Perina Dog Show. Sorry sorry about that. Man, we almost had that sponsor. We were (laughs) so close. Yeah. (laughs) That was was within reach, damn it. Um. So yeah, hey, that is our show. That is, I, show. you know what great I have to show. say uh, for a first interview. I want to thank you because you made it easy. Thank you, John. Oh, good. Um, I had a blast. I, I mean, doing it a second time didn't seem to phase you no. that hard. No, actually, it was a nice warm I like up. I know that. I know that took a little took a little time extra. Sorry to take out of your your day. John was being very gracious with us, was he not? Very gracious. Awesome. Very very informative. Thank oh, you. good. I hope so. And toward the end, it turned into a Buddha session. I was getting some pearls, man. <laughs> okay, I can go with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, yeah. this is very cool. I know I'm going to send everybody out there that knows me, you know, let's start following the show. They're fantastic. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Because uh, that would be great. Yeah. That would be yeah. great. Uh, especially people from Purina Dog Food <laughs> yeah, Company. Really. Please, if you know anyone. Well, for, for all these short employees at Purina, yeah. <laughs> please send us anyone, a check. That's anyone right. under 5'10 <laughs> five, five. who owns a poodle probably <laughs> just lost their check. But you know what? Hey, only a few of you out there anyway, because you're all insane. Um, thank you for coming on. I'd like thank to have you, you again. Really Thanks for having me. If you'd like to come all the way back to the dungeon one day. Yes. Love to have you. Yeah, anytime. This is great. Next ah. time, I will have steak. Prepared for you. A bowl and, uh, of meat. Bowl and of coffee. Meat. <laughs> a bowl a bowl of meat, just like I would feed a poodle. And uh that's it. Are you guys ready? Yes, we're Let's ready. We have a little tradition here. You gotta do a little something, something during the last song. Here we, we have go. A song? I know. Uh, well, yeah. it's the intro music. Okay. So you just kinda just listen to him and, and then okay. you decide whether gotcha. go ahead. just come on in. Ready? Yeah, just come on in when you're ready. Here I we mean, go. If you feel like it. If you feel it, you're going to feel it. Oh, yeah. 
That didn't fit. I thought it was going to fit. It didn't. That's what it didn't she fit said. what? That's what she said. <laughs> we still recording? <laughs>